You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for another episode of the Amazing Race coverage we are doing here on the Oz Network. As you would know, because you downloaded the Oz Network on your feed. Um, <laughs> we are here to talk about the Amazing Race season 31, the epic crossover event, episode 4, where they stay in Vietnam. If you didn't like last week's episode, even though it was the best of the season, you got another leg in Vietnam, but this time we move cities. As always, I am your lovely host, fill-in for Colin Rossi, and I'm joined by an extra special guest. He's amazing. He covers Survivor and Amazing Race, and I think that's about it, but maybe he'll do more. And he's going to be talking about Eurovision tomorrow. It is Jared. Thank you. Uh, it's it's great to be back. Um, it was definitely worth the week off for that amazing uh, introduction. Um, took a week off to get some uh, motorbike lessons, um, drove around some figure eights, uh, went over some speed bumps, and now I'm officially licensed and uh, good to go. Both literal speed bumps and race speed bumps. Mm-hmm. So just before we kind of start on episode four, I thought I'd let you fill in, since it's fresh on the brain for you, what were your thoughts on last week's episode? I thought last week's was great. I agree. I think it was the best uh, episode of the season, and that stayed true after this one. It's still the best episode. I don't know. Everything about it was great. The dancing challenge was amazing. Um, Fishing for the prawns or whatever they were was amazing as well. It was just great all around. Good challenges, um, really funny moments, and um, the only thing that would have made it better if we saw Ruben and Laura in the dance challenge, but... um, Welcome to Vietnam was was a big hit, and that was definitely uh, going around in my head uh, for a couple of hours after the show was over. Yeah, we definitely hyped it up a lot. Last episode, we said the only kind of asterisk of the best episode was that it was a non-elimination. Mm-hmm. But I think it was well worth it because we got some rare Chris and Brett in this episode, which I think made up for last week's uh, little stumble of that. And so this time we have... The same amount of teams, nine teams racing from one Vietnam to another part of Vietnam. And it kind of starts really weird where they're like, oh, opening the clues and we're going to go to this snow place. And then, oh, wait, this snow place is closed. So everyone's going to catch back up. I know you're a big fan of the catch back up of it all. Mm, definitely. I think um, the one thing that was kind of okay is... I don't know. It seemed like the teams must have been fairly close together anyway because I don't know who was first, but they arrived there and it was like 5 a.m. or something and this place opened at 6.30. Um, so as far as that goes, it wasn't terrible because it's not like there was a massive advantage for the teams in front anyway. Um, but as usual, yeah, this just happens way too often now. Bring back the days when everything was open until all hours um, and you actually had an advantage Uh, in doing well in the previous leg instead of just leveling the playing field constantly. Yeah, there was already like a built-in, like, unexpected um, kind of equalizer this episode with the ridiculously challenging taxis that they didn't even need this additional kind of pause moment. But we'll get to that later. Um, In these kind of segments, we got a few, like, fun character moments. I loved when Colin and Christy were like, we're the mom and the father of the team, and we're, like, trying to keep it up with these millennials and everything. I thought that's just so cute to see them back. And they're so different, but I still love them. Yeah, they're great. Um, I love how they're coming across as non-threatening, too. Um, But they're, like, they're doing so well. Um, But you... You just you don't think of them as one of the top teams. Even after this episode, I still, if I'm looking at threats, like they don't immediately come to mind when I'm looking at the list of people. Yeah, and they were trying to say, they were saying like, well, we're up in the front of the pack, but we're not winning, so no one's really on radar to track us yet. Mm. And even after this win, I'm surpri- I'm still kind of in that mentality. I don't think that they're going to be targeted really anytime soon. And most teams seem to really like them. Uh, that's like going in their favor too and on this whole like journey to the snow place like tyler and Corey are like we we look great in many layers and tyler's like i'm gonna be doing my best elsa and everything like last episode we were hyping chris and i talked a lot about hyping up tyler and Corey because they were finally kind of delivering the personality that we know from them and this was definitely one of those shining moments of the episode where they're just like getting pumped for the snow 
And then, okay, one thing that, like, caught my attention in this episode was, like, the apparent, like, I was already a little spoiled on the episode about who was gonna possibly be eliminated. The preview also did a really good job of illustrating who might be in danger. But, like, Corinne and Eliza's sudden storyline where they're like, um, what can we do to improve? And then they just sit there in silence. And I'm like, telegraphing? That they may not do well? Yeah, I think everything was kind of fairly obvious um, from the outset. I felt the same. Like, there were all these moments that we saw in, like, the previews of them breaking down, and then they yeah, had that moment, and then they had, like, the dodo music. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great look for them um, this episode, and I feel like there really wasn't much suspense kind of throughout. Yeah, it's just a little weird. Like, last time, last episode was very telegraphed that Chris and Brett were in gonna have something going on whether they win or last or something like that and this was kind of the same thing where it really just telegraphed that they were going to be either in danger or they were gonna, oh big danger they weren't gonna win they were just gonna be eliminated or just make it or something like that and but lo and behold it came true all right so these teams had to make their way to the snow park and i didn't understand why this place was open at six thirty a.m like, who's going to the snow park at 6.30 a.m. to hit the slopes? Uh, all the business people clearly getting in there before. They, they have to start the work day, getting in an early sled. I agree. It seems like what place opens at 6.30 in the morning. It's really weird. Um, maybe they have a cafe that sells coffee or something because then that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, that's not what I think of. Like, I mean, I'm not getting up. Uh, at 6.30, I have a choice anyway, but if I do wake up at that hour, it's not to uh, go to a snow park. An indoor snow park, so it's not even like you're outside in nature, you're inside. Yeah. And then, as they were, like, running, running, running to get into the snow park, Chris decides to run up the down escalator and just, like, trips and face plants, and that's just like, what a solid start to the episode. So good. This is the, they were the highlight for me this episode. Like everything that they did was just so enjoyable to watch, and they were just so funny, hamming it up the whole time. Like they made the episode like really great for me. I agree. I think um, they were such a fun team. It's so good to see them come out of their shell. And I mean, this whole snow park segment. I feel like we've had like every time they go to an indoor snow place, it's just a great. Like, whatever happens, it's like you're destined for some great TV. And there were so many moments. The escalator moment. Even just, like, the little moment where they're getting the sleds out of this igloo, which, like, randomly put them in there, like, asking for trouble. trouble. And then somebody, I don't know who, but somebody got absolutely slammed in the face by a sled from another team. And it was just hilarious. The, the whole segment was, was great. Um, I love the moments where you have these teams, like, trying to get past each other in, like, the narrowest spots possible. Um, and you can just tell, like, all the locals are, like, these foreigners, like, they're so rude, they're so pushy. Um, and the fact that they had to climb up, like, four, like, flights of escalators to get to this spot was just great. Yeah, it made no sense why these sleds were in this igloo. Why, like, why is your instinct to call, crawl into the igloo to get the sleds out? Like, why weren't they just available? You'd have less yeah. Americans shoving and pushing each other if it was just ready for them. The fact that it wasn't marked either, like... <laughs> yeah. When they found them, I was like, um, are they even meant to, like, I was like, are they even meant to be using those? Like, what is even, like, the challenge here? Like, there, nothing was, like, marked. I was like, I think they've just, like, picked some random sleds up that they're not actually meant to be using, and this challenge has completely changed. It was, it was really weird, but um, definitely enjoyable. Yeah, and then we got some fun moments when they were, like, going down, and Brittany slides and takes out the polar bear at the bottom. <laughs> that was so good. That was just, this place looks dangerous. Like, the fact that, like, people's job is to stand at the bottom of a hill and stop people sledding, like, down, like, give them, a, like, surely you put, like, I don't know, like a net or, or something at the bottom to slow people down, not trusting other people to grab onto people, um, putting their lives in danger of getting knocked over, which did happen to the poor polar bear. Um, although that, that mascot costume was looking a little bit worse for wear um, from the outset, so I don't think it did much damage. Yeah, it, it pales in comparison to our beloved Puffin from season 25. Oh, definitely. And then someone else, like, took out one of the guys, like, holding the sled. Like, someone came in, and then two seconds later, another person just came in and knocked them out. It, it was a mess. It was very 
like disorganized and chaotic and nothing was labeled and everyone was colliding and running and thankfully no like children were there at their playtime i mean children shouldn't be at a fun park at 6 30 a.m but at least no locals were there getting like killed Mm. and then this is where we get the introduction to the this week's speed bump where chris and brett have to compact snowballs and bring it to the next challenge site because apparently there is a uh, dehydrated polar bear at the raceway so we have to get them the snowballs to them this challenge is a bit weird i like that it seemed like there was an actual challenge to it sometimes the speed bumps are so like stupid like get a haircut or sit on a chair or put one thing in another spot like i feel like this was an actual challenge so i enjoyed it from that perspective how did you feel about it it was okay i still thought it was pretty basic i mean compact some snowballs sure there was like the fake snowball in them and i loved that the polar bear was there taunting them and and then the, the fact that the polar bear was the judge of these snowballs and like they're not compact enough um i thought was funny but just uh, speed bumps in general i just think it's like the worst design we've gotten for like non-illumination legs i understand the move away from like losing all their money having to beg because there's issues around that and i feel like we've talked about that before but i just feel like the speed bumps is dumb i'd rather they just did what they did on the australian version where if you're last and you're not eliminated then the next leg you have to come first if you don't come first then you have a time penalty at like the mat yeah, I just feel like the speed bumps are so all over the place as to their difficulty. Um, I thought this was initially going to be harder because I thought, oh, they're taking these this esky of snowballs to like a completely different spot. But then the fact that it was like at like the clue box for the next clue, I was like, they haven't really gone out of the way. Like this probably took like what five ten minutes at most, uh, and with all like the taxi chaos, like it wasn't really uh, much of a penalty for a team that got saved in the last leg. I do, in some respects, enjoy that the challenges are simple enough because I don't want a really hard speed bump and Chris and Brett are just nowhere in this episode. They have no chance of winning, like getting back in the race. So like from that perspective, I really like that it's a simple challenge so that they can actually get back in and they actually placed really well because of it. So I really enjoy that. And obviously more Chris and Brett is a good thing for me. So teams had to get to the roadblock, which was this scooter driving test, because apparently Vietnam is a country of motorbikes, uh, which was very evident. Apparently 100 million people, 100 million motorbikes, the taxi cab said. Yep. These five-year-olds owning motorbikes and going to um, an indoor snow park at 6.30 a.m. Sounds like they're living the life. Yeah. A a driving test at 7 a.m., Snow park at 6 30 a.m. This is the life. And I thought this was a cool challenge premise, like learn how, like really tough standard for driving in the scooters and all these kind of stuff. And it seemed to be actually challenging. A lot of teams struggled, like several attempts. Like, I don't think, I think only one team got it on their first attempt, and that was Colin because he's a beast. But a lot of teams struggled and. We got to see Phil doing the challenge because I saw the, in the confessional or a little snippet of the challenge, Phil was doing it and he was on the bumps and it was just fun to see Phil back in the game. How'd you yeah, feel? this was a good Phil episode, I feel. Like he demonstrated like, both, he demonstrated that, like the detour as well. So I'm glad they've kind of brought that bit out. Um, I mean, Phil on the scene is always like <laughs> the highlight of an episode. Um, so if we can't get that, the fact that we get him testing challenges, I think is is the second best thing. How'd you feel about the challenge itself? I thought it was good. I think this was kind of uh, the type of roadblock um, that you want to see, something that teams actually struggle at. There wasn't any element of teams working together here as well, which I liked because I hate uh, when you have those kind of – they're all right every now and then, but when you get the team-up moments and it just makes it obvious that one team is going to be, like, frozen out and have, like, nobody to work with, um, it really sucks. So the fact that there was no, like, like you just couldn't help other people here, um, which I liked. And the fact that everybody kind of got it eventually. Um, so it wasn't, like, a terrible chance. It was so hard that, like, this wouldn't get completed because I was thinking that at one stage. I'm like, are Corinne and Eliza going to have to take a penalty here? Because it didn't look like she was anywhere close to doing it. 
Um, but the, yeah, the fact that everybody could do it eventually, I think Eliza was like 10 attempts, which is not really that bad. Um, was good to see and nice that it was challenging. Yeah, we got some teams who like did well and they sort of figured it out quicker, but then obviously some teams struggled, which is a good balance. I think that reflects a good challenge if some people can get it somewhat quicker and some get it slower. So there's actual like stacking, like people aren't coming in large quantities. It's like layered nicely. And yeah. the challenge like wasn't so hard. Like you were saying, it wasn't like everyone had to take penalties or anything like that. It wasn't, you know, Corinne and Eliza weren't out of it. Like they actually had a chance to come back into the race. So it was fair from that perspective. And we got some fun moments throughout it too. Like Janelle was crashing it so many times that like she almost <laughs> fell off. You know, Eliza was just terrified of the whole thing. Like, and then beast mode, uh, Colin just taking it out like one attempt not even like hesitating he just nailed it and I just was so happy to see that I think they caught up so many positions because of that because I couldn't get a taxi and yeah it was just good to see them get ahead there especially because they were a little behind it and that's pretty much it for the roadblock there wasn't so much going on it was just like they cut it weirdly or it's just like you got it You, you got it People were struggling. Okay, then they got it. Like, it was just a weird edit, but it was kind of quick because it was a, somewhat boring, so it was good we got out of there as quick as we could because I felt the detour was a lot more interesting and a lot funnier, which was irritation yeah. or irrigation, which I had to double take because I was like, wait, did they just say the same word? I had to, like, replay it twice <laughs> to realize that they were actually two different names for the challenges. Wasn't that a thing one season where they were, like, the same word or they were, like, so different or something like that? Yeah, I feel like it might have been. It definitely rings a bell. Or, like, yeah, was it, like, blind detours or something? That you, you got the name, but you didn't get any information about what it was about? Something like that. I think um, I really enjoyed this because it was the type of a detour, um, which they used to do a lot, which they don't do so much now, where it was just completely different things. Of, like, this is, like, a pretty much a purely, like, mental attention to detail challenge and the other one was like a purely physical challenge so i like it when they have those those opposites um because that used to be such a thing in older seasons of like this is more mental and this is more physical this one um is easier but it would take longer and this one it's more difficult but if you do it right it'll be a lot quicker so i think this was good and the fact that we saw like so much changing of like order here and, and it was definitely good to see. I think that's, like you said before, that's kind of the marker of a good challenge is if uh, you get some shake-up in the order. It's not teams coming in, coming out in the same places that they arrived. Um, so for me, this was um, kind of one of the better detours of the season. It was really cool to see the order. I think this is the biggest order change we've had in any of the episodes or any of the kind of challenges. This really shaked it around a bit. There were... You know, teams like Rachel and Alyssa and Leo Jamal, who did the the water wheel, where they were there for a long time, and they were the first two teams to arrive. So it was really good to see that, like, some teams that got there first weren't just, like, up oh, in and out. And then teams that, like, showed up, like, Chris and Brett came, and then they just, like, beasted out of there out of nowhere. They were, like, gone. So it was good to see, like, that change up. And the challenges were interesting to watch, too. I felt like, you know... That scooter was like, you either get or you don't. There's really nothing to it. Like, oh, you put your foot down. Oh, no. Like, that was the end of the suspense. But this one was, like, cool to see. And the, the water one, uh, the, they're both water. Um, The kind of the boat one, like, the, all these guys trying to shake up the water or splash people. And then there's this woman in the background just playing soft, subtle music. Like, it's just a fun comedy sketch thing to see. And then all the teams were making fun jokes. Like, I love Chris and Brett in it. Um, uh, what was it? Brittany and Tyler just being like, you're doing so good. Like, I can't believe you're doing so well. You're so good at this. And stuff like that was just so fun to watch. And then Colin and Christy forgetting the basket. And they've got to go all the way back to get the basket. I don't know why they thought the idea was to collect just the fish. And then set the fish in yeah, the basket. <laughs> That was so. That was so stupid. Um, but I did like. Uh, this was such like them 
in this season compared to old seasons because the fact that like Chrissy immediately is kind of like I think like we might have to take like the trap as well and she kind of starts getting the clue out and reading it as they're paddling back um but you could just imagine in their initial season this would have been a like no Chrissy you're wrong we don't need it we're going all like all the way back to the start we're going to hand these fish to the guy and then be told like to go back um, so, like, you, you see, like, that progress and the fact that they've mellowed so much that Colin's willing to kind of uh, take into account her opinion and, and advice. Um, yeah, everything about this was great. I think it was definitely the more interesting of the two, even though the other challenge was great as well. Um, I loved the fact that Corinne and Eliza, like, both were standing up because, like, the people in, like, they're like, oh, look, that person's standing up. That's that's the example. I'm like, no, that's the person who's trying to, like, knock you out of the boat, but okay. Uh, and then the fact that they were both standing up in it, making it look like it was so much more difficult uh, than it needed to be, uh, I thought was hilarious. And the fact that they capsized multiple times as well, um, along with Team Fun, like, breaking these people's bridge, pretty much trying to get, like, the boat over it. I just thought it was a really great challenge. Um, the people in the middle messing about with such like, a random thing to add uh and like i feel like it didn't make a huge difference but it was just really funny and, and in good tv yeah, it was just so fun to see these like people like trying to shake the water like splash them all and and then people like capsizing like you said corinda liza just falling in the water at the very end and then all these kinds of different stuff it was just fun and the other one was good too i think there were some moments where like Alyssa was like, we got it, we got it, one more time, one more time. Like, she said one more time at least ten times in the edited version mm. of the show. Like, I can't even imagine how many times she said it there. And when they they lost their tie, like, in the water as well, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, we have to, like, the fact that they had to go back to the start to get it, to get another one, was just, I mean, that was weird in itself, because I thought they would have been like, okay, you just have to, that's all you're getting, you have to go into the water now and try and get it back. But, the, like, there was so much happening and all, like, their little mistakes. It was nice to see, like, a good attention to detail challenge again. Yeah, and even Leo and Jamal struggled with that because they were messing some bits up and the water was just, like, splashing everywhere. Definitely seemed, like, the harder of the two challenges. But it feels, in, in its own right, it shouldn't have been. Like, it seemed like a relatively standard, you tie it up and you should be done. I don't know why they struggled so much with it. Do you think it was like unfair that one was obviously so easy and the other was so much harder? At least from what we from the teams that obviously did it. Not really. I feel like there's always an element of that, and I feel like this was one where I agree. I think like the water wheel could have been easy if you knew what you were doing. Like I feel like the Afghanimals got the like structure built pretty fast. It just looked like they were wasting like a lot. There was not a lot of water going onto the ramp and into the pot. So I feel like they just had, like, the timing wrong or maybe, like, little things could be adjusted because, they like, the example looked like it worked pretty well. So I think it was just a learning curve. I think teams that were doing this could have done it faster. Uh, and, I mean, it's hard to judge based on how it was edited, but it seemed like with um, Rachel and Alyssa that once they got it built, it seemed like for them it went a lot faster than the Afghanimals. Like, it felt like it filled up really quickly once they actually had the structure built. Because if it was to be believed kind of the way it was shown where we're at with the teams, it looks like once yeah, once they had it built, it just filled up so fast that they were able to kind of stay ahead, I suppose, of, of Corinne and Eliza. Um, so I think either way, um, they both had their difficult elements. I think um, certain teams would have really struggled, and we did see with, like just moving the um, boat over the bridge seemed like a fairly physical task. The fact that teams had to go to the end where there was no railing um, to pull it over uh, I suppose that was kind of the difficult element of, of that cha challenge. I did like with the water wheel challenge that there was something more than just a memory. It wasn't just, hey, you see this example, do that on your own. Because we get a lot of those where it's like, here's this existing thing you have to study and then get a new one and do it your own. There was actually like a bit to it. Like you had to like know what the differences were and what was all right. And then you had to pump the wheel to get the water so there was actually like a another layer to it that i appreciate it wasn't just oh wait we're done and then leave there was actually like a challenge to it and yeah. that was really dependent on how you did versus like just like memorization and so we are leaving the to go to the leaving the detour to go to the pit stop and it seemed to a really crazy like 
this one was really random. Like they're going to this park, which wasn't random, but all the teams like just got there at such a different time from when they left. That was what really kind of threw the episode in a little bit of confusion at the end. Cause all the teams like were leaving at different times, but arrived differently. Like I know Chris and Brett didn't leave in third, but they ended up in third place. Like, I don't know how hard this park was to get to, but it was nice to see like even order change in this. And I feel like we got a little more scenes about the order change. I know earlier in the season you commented about, like, it was just random. Like, Corinne and Eliza just showed up. And they it didn't make any sense. But this one is, like, a little bit more. There was harder to find. Like, we saw some teams struggle on where to go and where they were crossing the street and all that. So I thought that was a nice touch to it. Like, it was a good element to have that in addition. Yeah, I agree. I think they showed better the change in order. And initially I was kind of skeptical of... As soon as they opened, like, the first team to finish, opened the clue, and it's, like, run to fill in the mat. I'm, like, oh, like, this, like, like sucks because it's going to be, like, automatically whatever team kind of finishes last is just going to be out of it. Like, it felt like when they initially read the clue that, oh, it's going to be really close. It's within, like, walking distance. But, yeah, the way that it panned out was so much more interesting, especially for those first couple of teams. I think the Afghanimals were, like, the big surprise because I think they left in – I'm pretty sure it was – Third, they left, and then, like, they finished in sixth place, and they just obviously got completely lost. And even with the whole Colin and Christy and, and Nicole and Victor, it felt like they were, like, trying to work together initially, and then it looked like Nicole and Victor were ahead, but they'd kind of stayed by the road, whereas Colin and Christy went down by the water, which obviously seemed to be the correct or the, the faster way to go, at least. Um, I think, yeah, they did a good job showing the change in order, uh, but not so much in uh, making it interesting and um, adding some suspense as to where teams were going to finish. And we got a, a lovely little girl greeting us at the pit stop this time. <laughs> a little random. Did you like the little girl? I mean, we only saw her do the introduction once, which, ma- which makes me question whether she could e- she even like managed to do it again or not. I mean, she did a decent job. I, I thought the kind of high five from Colin and Chrissy was a little bit cringe, but I mean, that's just my thoughts on it. I think given the situation, she did pretty good. I don't think she ever said, like, it wasn't like the standard, like, welcome to so-and-so Vietnam. I don't think she said Vietnam at all. But she did the best that she could. Um, obviously, she had probably had a busy day um, from her I sledding down the hill and, and her motorbike lessons. Um, she was probably tired by that, by that time. Yeah, she had to irrigate some uh, water from the water wheel. Mm-hmm. She As was- well. Yeah, she was done. As well. Poor girl. I hope they paid her well. And then she got exercise from the exercise park where people go to exercise. So she was full day. And it was only noon. Yeah, child labor. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Phil doesn't approve of that, so we wouldn't have that with him. No, I'm sure she got paid correctly for her time and effort. She was the one who hit all the sleds in that igloo. Which made it hard. Yeah. Um, so let's just kind of quickly go through the teams. I know that we, we definitely have to get to the end of drama, but I want to save that for last because it's the big talking point of the episode. Mm-hmm. But we get our first win from Colin and Christy. As they said, it's been 15 years since they won a leg. And it was super exciting to see them win again. And I've just fallen in love with them this episode. Like, they just started getting more into it and they're more fun and I'm really enjoying them. I'm hoping that we get a lot more wins and a, like just more fun from them in the future. Yeah, I agree. I think like initially I was like, I'm waiting for like this Colin breakdown and, and being like, that's going to be like such a great moment. Like surely like it has to happen. Otherwise it's not worth bringing them back at this point. I didn't even care if he like has a breakdown or not. Um, I think there's such a fun team to watch. The dynamic being so different is really interesting. Um, and they're a nice team, but not those teams that are just, like, bland and boring. Like, they have substance to them. Uh, they're not like Nicole and Victor, who every time I come on, I'm, like, just, like, I just have no like, connection to them whatsoever. So I think it's great. I'm so glad that they've, like, won a leg. I don't want them to go home, but I'm, like, I'm glad that they have at least kind of come back and won a leg because they were so dominant in their original season. So the fact that they can come back 15 years later, still win a leg, um, be so calm and like relax around and just be kind of really always towards the front of the pack. But as I said, not being the most threatening team. I think there's at least three other teams that would get U-turn kind of before them. I think they'd probably come across, yeah, like the least 
confronting or threatening of the Amazing Race teams, which is really impressive because as far as, like, the teams have gone, like, they've probably done, like, second best overall out of those teams. In second place, we got our favorite team, Nicole and Victor, who are so boring, so bland. I just want them to... All right, uh, next. (laughs) Anything to say? No, I really thought they were going to win this leg just because they were, like, talking about, like, the whole, like, finish second so many times. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, the leg where they break that and win. And the fact that they were shown ahead, I was like, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, that's, like, their sole, like, storyline is that they're, like, they're fine. They're good at challenges. They don't fight. Um, Nicole's a bit stupid because she listens to the Afghanimals. But, yeah, to me, they're the least interesting of all the teams left. Uh, of all the, I mean, of all the teams that even started, even, uh, who've already gone home, they are the least interesting, which I don't think is any fault of their own, but they're just not bringing anything fun to the table. Yeah, they're so boring. I want them gone. Oh, I never want them. Like, I, have no, I feel nothing. Like, I, I can't even say I want them gone because I don't feel anything. They've just been there. Yep. They don't contribute anything at all. So, I'm, like, I really just want something. I feel like this episode we got something from Colin and Christy. Maybe we'll get something from them, but I, I'm not hopeful. I just wanted another repeat of how they met. I want to see their meaning story for a third time uh, again. Yeah, I forgot. What was it? Can Maybe the race will refresh our memory. Yeah. Coming in third, the big prize for me was Chris and Brett coming in third from... Having a speed bump and being in last place, they managed to come top three, which was impressive. They were so fun this episode. They made it so great. And I'm really hoping that this is, like, hitting their stride and they're going to just keep killing it. Hopefully there's no more karaoke in the future for them. But Yeah, I agree. I think um, oh, there were such standouts from, like, the initial, like you said, the initial, like, climbing up the escalator on the wrong side, trying to get ahead and then falling over. I think just physically too, like they just look funny doing the challenges because they're both like so tall and like the, like the stature just looked so weird and hilarious in like that boat, the two of them together. Um, I've said before, I love like it's, whenever one is doing a roadblock, you'll get a cut to the other one, like bagging them out. They're just really fun. And the fact that like they are like the last survivor team remaining it was, a bit, I suppose, a bit of a surprise. I mean, you really thought that Rupert and Laura, Laura were going to be gone first, and, like, I assumed that Corinne and Eliza would do a lot better. But overall, I, I just, yeah, I want them to stick around for a lot longer. I think we need kind of one survivor. Well, I would like one survivor team to at least do decent and be in there a bit longer so this twist can kind of last a bit longer. Not that it's really supporting the season. The only thing we really see is the fact that Big Brother has an alliance, which I'm like, oh, the people I care about least are the people who are going to work together. But as the last Survivor team standing, I think they need to be around at least for, I don't know, up to the finale, maybe a week before. Yeah, I'd love to see them in the final. Like, it's a big shock that they are the last Survivor team, especially considering I predict them to be the first out. Yeah, I'm just glad to see them that they're still here. I mean, it is a little surprising that we lost Corinne and Eliza before them. But as you know, The Amazing Race is very tricky with the challenges. What you get is dependent on how well you do. And they're not a team that's... Since they're like the last team of their show, they're like not going to get U-turn anytime soon. No one's going to even think of them as a threat. So they're like safe from that regard. So maybe like... If the stronger teams, like, you know, maybe Team Fun or Tyler and Corey get U-turned again or something like that, they're kind of safe. They have that buffer to protect them, too. Coming in fourth, we have Team Fun. Uh, Kristen is not here to rejoice about how she loves Team Fun, but um, we have you to do that. Yeah, I think, like, they've done well. Um, Last time I was on, I spoke about how maybe it's becoming a little bit much and the fact that I watched their season right before this directly before it there's a little bit of fatigue but i think you need kind of those more light-hearted moments which i think we've seen more of this season overall um than maybe in normal seasons so maybe they're not needed as much uh as they would be in a season where you their initial season where you're pairing these people together and you're going to get people arguing and fighting but i still think they're fun uh they just seem to be so good at challenges i guess as soon as they arrive um as long as it's not riding a bicycle they're pretty much straight out of their and the fact that they've learned from their mistakes and they put Becker on a bike challenge this time around, um, yeah, I, th- I see them going really far. They've just been killing it. Like, every week they've done so well. They only did poorly that one episode 
because they had been U-turned. But other than that, they've been killing every week. Kristen and I said last week that they ran like a perfect leg and they just killed everything. And this time they did really well. They got lost a little bit, but otherwise they've been so solid. Like no issues have come up. They can't like, they've, they've hardly struggled at all. And it's been surprising to see, not that I'm like, oh, they're doing well. What is this shock? Like, but it's been really shocking that they've been doing this well. And they're a serious contender to win, I would say. Coming in fifth, Tyler and Corey, who have redeemed themselves from their U-turn and redeemed themselves from their horrible taxi mishap earlier. Yeah, I've just been enjoying them. Uh, they were super fun last episode. They were still kind of fun this episode. They were a little bit invisible compared to Chris and Brett, who dominated the screen time. But they were still fun. They're still killing it. Um, yeah, I'm loving them. Yeah, they're doing well. I think um, they're definitely kind of under threat of being U-turned, but I think maybe not so much as initially, just because they haven't been doing amazingly well this season. Uh, they feel like they've been more like middle of the pack than at the front, which is probably good for them in a way. Uh, yeah, they had that major mishap with the taxi, um, but it seemed like lots of teams had that issue which is a bit weird because other teams seem to get one straight away. So I don't know if it was the street that they were deciding to go to or whatnot. But apart from that, which I feel like they've had like travel issues, I feel like that's been a theme this season almost, that there's been a lot of bad taxis and travel issues throughout for multiple teams. Um, but apart from that, the challenges, they've always been um, pretty solid and you can always kind of count on them to make up that time somewhere later in the episode. Yeah, it was a little weird that they've had so many travel issues and in terms of the U-turn, I would say they are a, still a target to be U-turn. Just because I think in these reality shows, like, once you've already kind of had the mark against you, like, you're more likely to do it. Like, people are easier to make that jump to do someone who's already been targeted versus someone who hasn't. Like, I think the same rules kind of apply in Survivor. If you've gotten votes before, you're more likely to get votes again. So I, I would still yeah. worry, even though, they, like you said, they've not been killing it they're still, they have that threat aura around them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I mean, I'm convinced that next time we get a U-turn, it's only going to be Amazing Race teams that are U-turned. Unless the team that's U-turned gets to the board and there's still an option, then I feel like they might pick a Big Brother or Survivor team just to kind of guarantee their safety. Um, but I think if non-U-turn teams are picking um, who gets U-turned, like it's definitely, like as far as I see it, threat level based. Like the Afghanimals are in trouble um, team Fun are in trouble, and Tyler and Corey are in trouble. Just the Amazing Race teams are in trouble. Yeah. Especially if Big Brother gets there, because I doubt that they're just going to be like, oh, Chris and Brett are a threat, so... Yeah, and it feels like that alliance is being shown for some sort of reason, so I feel like we're going to get more of those teams working together in like the future. Yeah, they made a big deal about it in the preview, but it did not come at yeah. all up at all in the episode. Uh, coming in at uh, six was a surprise Leo and Jamal who got way lost. And this is the one team that I'll say, like, they got lost and we just saw none of that. They were just, like, gone and then they show up at the pit stop and we're like, where were you? This was their worst leg yet. Actually, no, second worst because last week was atrocious. They've just not been killing it in Vietnam. They, like, have two first place uh, finishing and now they're just struggling to stay in it i don't know what's going on with them a little cause for concern plus they're a u-turn target so maybe they're on their way out who knows yeah i think they could be in trouble like initially it was looking very promising for them and i thought like this like it may even just be like a blowout week to week to week but yeah i think you can always count on them to do well at challenges provided it's not dancing but yeah you, you just, I feel like I just get the feeling that there's going to be something that's going to like trip them up, whether it's a bad taxi or just like an attention to detail thing like last time they got eliminated. I, yeah, I feel like they go either way. They either like completely breeze through challenges um, or they like struggle. I feel like there's never any like they struggle a bit and they get it. It's like always one or like the other. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they, what kind of challenges they get going forward and if, if it is a struggle for them. Because they were a promising team at the start. Like, they killed it, and now they're kind of fading. And it'll be interesting mm -hmm. to see how that plays out. Coming in seventh, we have team personality of the episode. Uh, 
Janelle and Brittany, who came out of nowhere to be, like, front and center throughout the entire episode, like, going crazy, showing personality. I just thought they were so fun to watch. Like, they were screaming the entire episode. They were getting at it. Janelle beast-moded everything this episode, even though they came in seventh. Like, Janelle just killed everything on her own. And, like, Brittany was hardly yep. there. Like, it was just fun to see them. And Brittany's just so funny about it. Like, she's like, yeah, I literally took out a polar bear and that was it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, such a good episode for them. Um, yeah, I always felt like there was potential for them to be a fun, interesting team. And we hadn't really seen it yet. But this episode, like, we got it. Um, yeah, between Brittany taking out the polar bear, um, which was just an amazing, like, unscripted moment there uh janelle smashing into like other bikes at this like learn to drive challenge and just generally like falling over and potentially taking out crowd members uh was great and then yeah her um beast moding the um boat challenge uh they are really fun to watch they've definitely kind of bumped up the uh rankings in my books in terms of enjoyability this week and yeah i'm looking forward to seeing them moving forward probably my favorite Big Brother team. It's not a hard contest to, to no, be in, though. No. I was just thinking about it as soon as I said, I was like, yeah, that's not not difficult. <laughs> Unless you talk to Kristen, then she would say differently, because always. Mm-hmm. Coming in by the skin of their teeth, we have the sisters, Rachel and Eli- Eliza, Alyssa, <laughs> who are so blessed to still green, be in the race. Green team, Rachel and Eliza. <laughs> yes, for a future season, please. Yeah, um... The sisters are still blessed to be in the race, but they respect their fellow competitors and fellow women. They are just, like, so grateful to have this opportunity. They are just soaking in the moment. And I'm a little upset that we don't have Kristen here to have some commentary on this closing moment. But this was a crazy end to the episode with all of this going on. It was crazy. It was unexpected, too. Because I heard about the drama going into the episode, and then I was like, the episode kept going, and I was like, nothing's happened, really. Like, there was that one moment where they were like, don't take our cab. They left, and that was it. And they're like, we don't like them, and that was kind of the story. And then they're like, they're garbage. I'm never going to talk to them again. Like, it just came out of nowhere for me. I agree. I was really caught by surprise. And, like, watching the preview, too, like, you kind of saw that this was... That there's definitely something brewing and going to happen. You got a glimpse of like the like stealing the cab thing. I am, and in my head, I'm like, okay, this stealing the cab thing is going to be really obvious, uh, and it's going to be this big moment. It was such like a flash in the pan. Like the Big Brother girls, they didn't even have like their bags in like the taxi. I'm thinking in my head, it's going to be one of these circumstances where they've told their taxi to wait for them, they've gone to a challenge, another team's finished before them, and then it's tried to take the taxi, and their stuff's still in the taxi. Like, they weren't even right next to the taxi. Like, oh, no, like, that's ours. Like, I don't even know what they were off doing. But it didn't really seem, like, clear-cut that it was their taxi anyway, but then, like, it wasn't this big argument. Like, Corinne and Eliza just, they got angry about it. They went off to find their own. And there, there must have been more, like, throughout the season that we didn't see for them to, like, take this, like, complete turn against them. I feel like it's got to be more than just, like, the taxi moment. And then the ending was, yeah, so ra- random and, like, just so aggressive. Like, you knew that, like, Corinne and Eliza were, like, there to, like, bag other teams out and stuff. But then this was just, like, a whole, like, another level of, like, what even, like, happened between these people. But it was, I it was something different and interesting to see and just really it was just so awkward on the mat um and then when eliza goes off to like cry because she doesn't want to cry in front of them but she's crying in front of them anyway just like not next to them um and then corinne trying to comfort her and being like um i didn't really know what to do in this situation because i don't comfort people who cry i thought was great um but yeah the whole it was just i just didn't see it be turning into like this massive of a thing and like this much hate and there's got to be like more to the story. So I hope eventually kind of, uh, we find out what exactly, what, I suppose, what else annoyed them so much about, um, this team. It was just so wild. It's, it's like a little cringe for me. Like when Eliza just goes to cry mm-hmm. and then like an awkward hug from Corinne. And then you like have a long shot where the girls are on the mat and then they give each other a hug for whatever reason. Like that mm-hmm. was random too. And like, Phil is just trying to stand there, 
like mediating it, but like they're just talking over each other. Like the eye rolls were off the charts. It was just weird. And like you said, so not clear. Like they were just like, okay, that's the drama. And then it doesn't pan out like the way we think it was, it was not good editing. I mean, it was something unique to the race. We never really had anything like this before, but yeah, it was just kind of uncomfortable and weird and not a good look for Corinne and Eliza. And I'm like a a fan. Like I've been enjoying them this race. Like they've been fun. I love when they're like talking shit about other teams and people and stuff like that. But this was just a whole nother level of weird that I didn't see coming at all. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't um wasn't pleasant to watch. It just was really weird. Even like the music and everything. There was just so much like tension and like the fact that the scene just like it kept going. Like you thought it was gonna be over when like Corinne is like having a dig about them saying they're blessed and then it's like okay like you're going home and then you get this weird moment like the we respect them as races we respect them as women it's just like they couldn't say anything right to like ease the tension here um and i think they probably were being sincere but just korean and eliza just weren't in the mindset to to hear that at that stage um so yeah i thought it was going to end there but then yeah just the whole spreading it out to them going over and crying i just went on for like so long and it was really um uncomfortable to watch yeah like when they went to walk off like that's what some teams do when they get eliminated like they'll just walk walk off and they're just like that's it and then it fades and it's like credits at the end but this like they walked off and it was still going and i was like what is going on and the entire time the scene was happening, it was silent. There was, like, no music or no audio at all. It was just, like, the talking. And it was just, like, they're editing it so weird. It's, like, this weird film. It was, it was just, yeah, uncomfortable and a weird ending to kind of close this episode on. It's interesting, too, because I thought if Corinne and Eliza had stayed longer, I think that they may have had a chance to come back for a future season. Uh, and then I just, I don't know if this helps or hinders their chance of coming back i feel like they're not coming back anyway but i feel like this in some ways even makes that like less of a possibility i don't know i mean they're never coming back because rupert and laura are going to come back in another season you know it um yeah all first boots season second boots Sorry. <laughs> they weren't first boots. Art and jj <laughs> <laughs> nobody remembers Art and jj <laughs> rupert and laura the true first boots okay <laughs> So let us touch on our preseason predictions that we did and see where we placed Corinne and Eliza. So Corinne and Eliza, they finished in ninth place. I said that they would come and finish in fourth place. So I was way off. Colin said that Corinne and Eliza would come in 11th. They said, he said they would come dead last and he was close. He was two off. So Colin is in the lead for this point. Chris, I'll go. I'll save Kristen for last. Let's go to you. You said Corinne and Eliza would come in seventh, so you were also two off. So you and Colin are tied at the moment. However, Kristen said they would come in tenth place, so she was one off. So she gets the point for this week. In terms of total point tally, I have one. Colin has one. Kristen has one, and you have one. So we are all tied on a point apiece. Had good scores until somebody just runs away with it, which always happens. Yes, you're just gonna have everyone right, and we're just you're gonna kill it, and I'm gonna be like completely off. In terms of next week, if the next place, next last place is an elimination leg, um, I have Janelle and Brittany getting eliminated, which could happen. They have not been killing it. Mm-hmm. Colin has Leo and Jamal, which could happen depending on what's going on in the next leg. Uh, Kristen has Chris and Brett, which also could happen depending on what they yeah. like. And you have Janelle and Brittany as well. So we all have a chance to get next week's kind of dead on, depending on how the cha- the episode breaks down. If there's a U-turn, if there's not a U-turn, there's still kind of chances for that to happen. But for this episode, we have to rate it. Are you going to buy, rent, or bin the episode? Or are you going to do one of the middle grounds and me Colin sweat on how to position it in our uh, store tally? 
I'm going to make things easy for Colin. Um, oh, I'm going to rent the episode. I thought about buying it, um, but I think like if I'm going to buy a Vietnam leg, it's definitely like the last leg. Um, so this one I'll just rent. I am going to agree with you on this one. I think it was a good, solid episode. I think there were some things that were just like a little weird. That whole ending kind of soured the episode a little bit just because it it wasn't even, like, good drama. It was just, like, messy, unnecessary drama that it didn't really resolve into anything. And some of the stuff was a little weird, like, not clear reg lace, leg race design. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid rent straight in the middle. Do you know where we're going next week? No, I watched the preview, but I can't remember anything from it. And it's not like I watched it that long ago. So, <laughs> obviously, the preview was terribly interesting yes we have a very eventful uh leg next week teams are going to be fighting for taxis there's going to be a quadruple blind u-turn and colin and christy are going to go at it again they're going to go back to their original ways because this was all in the preview that we both watched intently so i'm excited mm-hmm. for that to come up when we recap it next week and that'll do it for us on the amazing race here stay tuned to the oz network for all your amazing race and other coverage survivor is almost wrapping up so that should be getting a new episode out to you whoever decides to recap it will recap it maybe ben will join us who knows maybe colin and maybe his new twins will join us but yeah that is it stay tuned listen download let download last week's episode with Kristen and myself we did an amazing job Jared had loved it and listened to it intently, so he can attest. Mm-hmm. Favorite podcast of the season. Good. Uh, thank you for joining me. Not a problem. Uh, thanks for having me back, and thanks for the uh, great intro. Uh, only aim to please. Um, so stay tuned for next week. Who knows who will be here? I don't know yet. Um, maybe Colin will be back. Who knows? But that will do it for us. See you next week wherever the race goes. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.